Hello. You're listening to the Eric McKenna Project. Alex, thanks for coming back, buddy. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you. And the last time you were on, um, and the show is so well received, I want to let you know. I didn't share any kind of numbers with you, but I can assure you, um, very well received show. So that's good. Good to have you back. Absolutely. Thank you. But it was right after you were here last time, a week or two later, we were talking on the phone and saw you on the news yeah yeah <laughs> so g- give me a lowdown on what happened you know because because obviously you never got a chance to tell your story and you're so private you know you you don't you weren't using it for anything for any kind of gain for yourself hmm. but uh i do want to jump in there a little bit because i was fascinated yeah um so basically where, where my gym is located it's right next to a bar um i think in february me and that bar owner got into an altercation uh where the cops were called and it's been peaceful since right um but right next to me there's a dojo um so that um uh dean he got into an altercation with the the bartender i'm sorry the owner right of the the owner of the bar next to next to me um he happened to film it shared it with me and you know i asked him could i share this on social media just to you know, bring awareness. Didn't really think anything would happen. Right, right, right. And within 10 minutes, the video took off. News came down. Um, there was a, a protest about it, but um, just basically a racial slur yeah. that, that he used, yeah. um, ironically, because Dean is white. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was interesting, but everyone took whatever they wanted from the video. Some people thought I was in the video. They didn't really know. Um, but like I said, I posted the video and just said, you know, a friend of mine was walking down the street. And this happened. You just shared it. I just shared it. Yeah. So, like I said, if that bar owner is is using that kind of language with a white male, then obviously, mm-hmm. when we had our altercation, which you know it's all documented with the with the police, right. I, I had them document it. Right. You know, he was using worse language with me. So, um, as of right now, I mean, there's been no problems. Um, we have to coexist right next to each other. Uh, but you know, I just try to keep my head down, do my thing. I mean, like I said, I just want my clients. To feel safe there and mm-hmm. just come have a great workout and and be on their way so and it's it was so strange seeing you on the news not that you didn't handle yourself well of course you did you, you always present well yeah. Th- that wasn't the crazy part the crazy part for me was you had just been here yeah. <laughs> and you are like the least if getting to know you you're the least um i don't know uh, the odds of that happening to you is so slim yeah just with your demeanor and the way you carry yourself, I was just like, "What the hell happened over there?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got it got blown out of proportion. Yeah, um, which yeah. probably isn't a good word to use because obviously things that happen like that are a big deal. But I just didn't expect it to reach the level that that it did. Yeah, as fast as it did, all within you know probably five hours from posting it. Well, the, the video was a sixty thousand plus, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Comments, shares, it was just it went it went viral and it just wouldn't stop. So people got to speak out. A lot of people in the community, yeah, you know, were speaking out on things that have have happened down there too. So that was good that the the people had a had a voice, yeah, and and a platform to use it. So I think a lot a lot got accomplished. But like I said, every day is a still work in progress. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, the gym itself, I, we we're 
we're months and months into the pandemic, and uh, you were here, I think, the right the end of May, beginning of June. Is yeah. That right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Um, it's still going on. I think that it's funny. I made a comment the other day, which I wasn't sure whether I should say it or not, but the way it came out made sense, and and I think it was understood by the other party I was talking with. People are getting used to maybe not the pandemic, but the circumstances that we're living in. There's a yeah. a weird level of comfort now maneuvering our way through our life. Would you not agree? Yeah, I mean, we're, like I said, yeah, we're more comfortable with it now. Um, you know, we're more comfortable with seeing people with masks and mm-hmm. going to places and knowing that, you know, you go to a restaurant, you have to order food, you have to drink, right. you know, gyms, wear masks, things like that. It's just becoming second nature to us. I mean, I know it's not over, but it feels a lot better than it did a couple months ago. There's not that much on the news about it now and mm-hmm. a lot of the cases have gone down. You know, kids are starting school now, so we'll see how how that plays out if, you know, things spike or not, but Yeah. It seems like it's slowing down a little bit. It does seem like that. As uh your personal trainer and you always have a facility too. Have you seen I mean, your your business is very solid. Have you seen, did you see any fluctuation at all maybe in the beginning? In the beginning, um, when we reopened, when we turned green again, a lot of people still were tentative to come back. Okay. And we actually got a lot more business because we are a one-on-one facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people were afraid to go to the, these big gyms now, where there's hundreds of people coming in every day. So at my facility, it's just it. a one-on-one. So it made sense to a lot of people. So I got a lot, got <clears throat> a lot of new clients from that. Um, a lot of clients fell off, but they'll be back just because they have kids. And now with the um, the school and being at home, so yes. they can't really get out, get out the house to come see me now. But you know they'll be back once things get a little a little better. I can't imagine that. Yeah, you're gonna feel that. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot. I, yeah, I I can't even begin to to imagine um, what that even looks like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and it obviously it, it, we we laugh about it, but obviously the other issue too is a lot of these parents work that. They're kind of reliant upon those hours to be able to go earn a living, too. So I don't think that's even been fleshed out yet. No, it's it's a learning process for everybody right now. Um, you know, just just luckily, you know, I'm trying to navigate through it. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have no clear path. I don't think anyone does. But, right. you know, just got to take it day by day, see if things start to change, see when we'll go back to green, mm-hmm. people can go back to work, you know, daycares, all, that, all those things open, all those what people need. So, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a tough time for everybody. With the pandemic, uh, what are you seeing in terms of of what clients um, maybe stress is the wrong word, but what's on their minds in regards to when they start working with you? Mm-hmm. I, I think you people who do the kind of work that you do are going to be really inundated once we get the okay, whenever that okay comes. Yeah. Because everybody, that's not everybody, a good amount of the population has been very sedentary during this. Would you not agree? Yes. So the the folks that have trained through this that are thinking, I, I think, thinking correctly, what's on their mind? I mean, is is are they more distracted? I mean, you've been doing personal training for so long before the pandemic. Is this extra addition of just having a weighted mind, are you seeing it? No, I mean, a lot of my clients now, they're just happy to get out the house. Okay. To, to come see me because it feels like you're just going over someone's house because it's, it's just me there. Right. But you're getting out of your house, you're getting in your car, you're having a great workout, then you're going going about your day. Because a lot of people start going and doing the same things I used to do, you know, making okay. as many trips, making maybe grocery store once a month, things like that. 
So this is just an avenue for them to leave their house, get mm -hmm. a break from their kids if they have kids, and just get out and feel somewhat normal because the training hasn't changed. The, the whole style of the gym hasn't changed, so it's familiar. Okay. So when you do stuff that's familiar, you kind of forget what's going on outside um, the, the walls. So it's just peaceful, and it's good to see my old clients come back too because it makes me think everything's normal sure. in the gym, and then you know we psyche, leave, and yeah. I see people with masks. I'm like, oh, okay, this is still going on but just for you know that hour that we're together that we've been training for you know for like a year yeah it just feels normal again what we didn't talk about last time is to get an idea of like i understand you cater to each individual in terms of their particular um, plan or their particular workout session is there homework and that's what we didn't talk about last time is, is it, 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 it between your sessions, do you lay out, meaning like is walking or running a, could be a component of their overall plan? And so are there things that your clients do during the periods between where they see you? Correct, yeah. I mean, I, I tell them things to do because obviously they're coming to me for a goal. I mean, the normal goal is, is weight loss. Mm -hmm. So it just has to do with a lot of movement. So on your days when you're not training with me, I definitely highly recommend mm -hmm. to keep that movement. Like I said, North Park. Anything active. Some people have, uh, you know, bikes at home, things right. like that. Go or walk with the kids. Just to keep keep moving, keep on your goal. Because once you start to lose, that's when you just keep you keep going. Because right. now you're seeing progress. Oh yeah. So no now doubt. you maybe train with me more times a week now. Maybe you're going to walk an extra mile now. But you just keep going on that. Okay. But yeah. What the like? Do you, what is the frequency? I mean, do you have folks that train with you like three times a week? Some do once a week. Some do five times days a week. Does it depend on actually the client? It, it depends on it depends on you. I mean, it's all on you. I mean, my average client trains three times a week. Okay. I think that's a nice split. You know, two days off during the week to do something, and then on the weekends, try to get something in as well. But the average client comes comes three days a week. Okay. And like I said, it's what fits your schedule. Right. I mean, my availability is uh, my first client's at 5 a.m., my last one's at 7 p.m. As of now, I mean, I can't open up to an 8 and a 9 if there's a need for it. But as mm -hmm. of right now, from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m., if you can get in any of that time, then, you know, we can have some fun. That's like, what, 14-hour? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's rather flexible in your behalf. Very flexible. I mean, like I said, this is what I do for a living. It's fun for me. Yeah. Um, you can book when you want. So, I mean, I'm not working straight 14, you know. I maybe have five clients in the morning and then don't have one till 4 o'clock. Okay. So I have a little break that I can work out and, and do stuff and then get ready for, yeah. for the next ones. But Your own workout is uh, – I would, I would have to be. I mean, it's kind of a dumb question, but I would imagine cardio is part of what, your own workout too. So what you do for yourself, I'm guessing there's a lot of that outside activity as well too, right? Correct. Yeah, definitely. You know, living in Pittsburgh where we have the have the good weather going into the fall, try to be outside. Like I said, I like to uh, be at North Park a lot, mm -hmm. you know, or I'll go to a stadium, uh, run some stairs, things like mm -hmm. that, just get on the track. But just trying to relive what, almost 20 years ago, so high school, trying to just relive a little bit of that and keep keep going while the weather's here, you know, because the winter's going to be coming. We're not going to be outside as much, so just try to stay active while we while we have the weather. And there's not much else to do either. A lot of stuff's closed, so. Yeah, a lot, a lot is closed. Yeah. A lot is closed. What, do you, what are recommendations for you in regards to, um, like, age and so forth? So I would, I'm not a runner. I like to run. It feels good when I run, but my ankles tell me, no, you can't run, yeah. you know? So... The next best thing for me is walking. Yeah. I found walking to be extremely therapeutic nice. at an extremely good pace. Yeah. Are, you, are you a big proponent of that as well, too? I do. I do enjoy walking. Um, <clears throat> I try to walk because, like I said, if you walk, like like you said, 
faster than your normal pace. I'm a slow walker in general. So now I'm trying to walk a little faster, so you're exerting yourself a little more. And like I said, you can do North Park. It's five miles. Mm-hmm. Do it a little over an hour, hour and a ten at a decent pace, you know, with some hills in there. But it's just a little faster than you normally do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a little safer, too, for us older folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uneven pavement. That's my excuse for any time I oh, fall. Yeah. Uneven pavement. Oh, yeah. Blame it on Running the on concrete is just so so bad for your knees. So yes, bad. Yes. Yes. So, like I yes. said, if you're going to run, I'd rather you, like, run on a, on a track or try to go to a field, a turf field, right on there. I know it's a little... Hard to get on those now. It is. It is. And it's just different because you're not used to, like, all the scenery, but, you know, long-term on your joints, it, it definitely is going to help. Uh, why why do we beat up our knees so bad? Well, I mean, runners, you know, it's the old story. Every single runner, like, it's funny that my ankles bother me, but I think that's more to do with high school sports and baseball and catching and all that stuff. But I don't have the knee issues, but I was never in love with running. No. But your dedicated runners seem to have n- all of them knee problems. Yeah. I mean, they're just pounding every day. Every day, all that force, all that weight is coming on your knees. And especially with the concrete, it's not being absorbed. Okay. It's just going straight up. Like I said, when your foot hits, it's going straight up. Like the turf, it absorbs a little bit of, yeah. the, Im- of the impact. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, running's great. I mean, I, I love to do it too. I'm just not going to do it every single day out on concrete. Yeah, and it becomes an addiction for a lot of people too. I guess yes. the runners hire the adre- adrenaline flow to yep. get used to that. But, man, it, it's, it's I find that in my mid-50s is painful. I mean, for, for periods of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get immune to it, but like I said, to run every once in a while, yeah, a couple times a week here or there is, is good too. It's not there's nothing wrong with it at all. Okay, nothing wrong with it. No. It's just where you're doing it, obviously. Yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about when you say circuit training? Can you talk about an average workout? Give us an idea. Like when you say circuit, what do you mean? So, <clears throat> maybe I'll set up ten exercises. Okay. And some of the exercises we'll do for time, we'll say 30 seconds to a minute. We'll do one exercise. The next exercise we'll do for 10 reps. Right. Next exercise, maybe we'll do for a minute. And we'll go through all these 10 different exercises. I mean, I like to try to focus, maybe this is a lower body and core day. Maybe this is a full body day, so we're doing everything. Okay. Maybe just an upper body and core day. So we'll go through all that one time, and then we'll do it again and again and again. So try to get at least four rounds in. But it's nice because... The first round's a little slower because you don't know what you're doing and try to explain the workout. But the second round, you already know what to expect. The weight doesn't change. And I like doing things for time because a lot of people count. Okay. So when you count and you, I say, do do 20 reps, we'll say, and you get to 15, 16, mentally you think you're tired because you're so high. But if I just tell you to do it for 30 seconds, you just have to keep a nice pace. And the biggest thing is just okay. to keep moving through the through the whole circuit. And then also, I like the circuits because a lot of people feel accomplished because they finished it. So, oh, it's 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 yeah, right. So yeah. it's gauged. You yes. can actually see the accomplishment. Yeah. You know how much is left. You know that this it's exercise completed. sucks. <laughs> this one's easy, <laughs> and how to get through it. You know when your break's gonna come. Got it. So it's nice, and you try to push yourself to see how many times you can go. You can go through it. So it's measurable too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, like the Fitbit and all those devices. I think why they're so popular now with people is because they just you know there's a goal. Exactly. There's a goal and they accomplish it, you know, in, in their own unique circumstance, uh, whether it's running or whatever it is. But um, you have a housewife in her 50s come to you, and you have a gentleman in his early 30s come to you, completely two different clients, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. But 
if somebody wants to do weight training mm -hmm. and they want a certain physique, like we talked last time, if they're being honest with you and honest with themselves, yeah. and they want that, you can, how do I say this? You can bring the weights to them, and the, you you can do heavy training with somebody if that's what they desire. Is Correct. Right? Yeah, I mean, okay. <coughs> that's a misnomer. I think it's out there. Well, that you know, personal trainers are only looking for middle-aged people that just want to lose weight, and no. you know, that that's the stigma. I think that's out there. Yep. But if you want to, you want to work on your physique and body build, you can obviously. That's part of what you do. That's part of what I do. Yeah, okay. I don't. I'm not necessarily have a lot of clients that do that. A lot of my clients are just weight loss. I mean, I have a lot of fit clients too, but it's like I said, it's guidance. You know, some of them are ex-athletes, so they're used to being coached, be okay. used to be told what to do. Okay. You know, like myself, like, sometimes I work with a trainer just because I like to not think about it and just get told what to do. So it's all up to the individual. Like, if you want to come to me today and you just want to squat 500 pounds, we're, all we're going to do is focus on exercises to make you do that. But I would probably try to talk you out of it because right. there's, no, <laughs> there's no really point to do it. But Got if you want to do it, we can do it. Okay. But I'm more focused on just function. Like I said, as we, as we get older, you know, our, our body fails. So it's just so everyday activities don't become strenuous, things that we take for granted. Just function. You want to be able to go play basketball, play baseball in your 40s, 50s, 60s. Just function. Go upstairs, go downstairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, obviously your body is going to change because you're used to a lot of movement. I mean, even with someone that's doing strength training, you know, I might have two or three exercises that are strength training. You know, we'll say bench push-ups and some dumbbell uh, presses but then okay. i'll have a cardio um, exercise at the end of there so maybe ball slams for a minute something that's going to keep your heart rate spiked um, but the main focus is is movement mm -hmm. i mean it's very easy if people want to lose weight they have to move right it's very absolutely simple. right very absolutely simple. right the another misnomer i think that people have too is that when they hear about a personal trainer i think there's an intimidation there because I don't know. I, I think so many people fake it at the gym. Mm -hmm. And there's that, that we delude ourselves to believe we're doing something constructive yeah. or we're making progress in a reality. We're just kind of doing nothing, just showing up. It's part of a social thing. Yeah. But when you commit to a personal trainer, you really are going to be held accountable. Right? Yes. How, I mean, that accountability has got to be a big part of that, right? It's a huge part. I mean, I've had clients that came in, you know, for a consultation. I talked to them. I'm like, yeah, I normally do this weight and this, this. I said, okay. It's sort of like you go to the doctor and they ask you, um, you know, those questions, you're going to surgery. Like, do you drink? Do you do any drugs? Like, they don't care, but they need to know because they're going to be putting you on this medicine and they need to try to figure out the right dose. So it's sort of the same concept with me when you come in. A lot of people try to talk themselves up. I go, okay, you do do this weight. Well, we're going to do half of that. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, I can do more than that. But then I see them, they can barely do half of what they said. So it's like there's no reason to, to lie. You know, right. we're, all, we're all here for a reason. Um, Getting sorry, the client to be thing. honest with themselves yeah. first, no matter how embarrassing it might be exactly. at that moment. That's got to be. Like, oh, this is embarrassing. It's only five pounds. I said, we all have to start somewhere. Okay. It's, it's, it's nothing. But, you know, you did it. It's eye-opening to a lot of people. And, like, a lot of people after consultations are like, wow, that's just doing 10 ball slams. Why is that hard? It's 10 pounds. But it's not, like I said, it's not used to you going to a gym and just sitting on a machine, going to the next machine, next machine, jumping on some cardio and leaving. It's completely different. You don't really get any breaks for an hour. I know. See, so you're getting the most out of an hour rather right. than spending an hour and a half, two hours in in, in the gym. That has to be so eye opening to anyone who comes and does that. The first session with yeah. you, I mean, cheer. You know, you have to cheer them on. They had the fortitude to do it. Yep. You know, they're there. That's what most of the battle. Just getting there. Mm -hmm. But 
I would imagine for those who have just kind of been going through the motions mm-hmm. of a gym membership, that has to be a yeah. complete I mean, change. It's, com- it's completely different, and it's just good because I just use the training as, you know, we, we get work done, but like I said, since it is one-on-one, maybe, you know, two-on-two, a group, group of people, it's you, you learn a lot more, and you're also more encouraging, and you're also a um, – you know, like a, like a counselor, like a life coach too, mm-hmm. as well, which is what I, I try to do on social media in general is Absolutely. just spread positivity. So you're, you're getting a little bit of both when, when you come to see me. You're not just getting to work out. You're, you know, getting a, a real-life experience that you can use outside. And I also train people to do things on their own. I don't want you to train with me for a year. If you want to keep coming, that's great. But I want you to have the knowledge that – if you do go to a real gym or you travel and you go to a hotel gym or okay. something, you can put together a workout and feel comfortable doing that so your pro- progress keeps going. You know, like I said, with school, they don't want you to – yeah, they want you to keep failing in college so you keep paying. But right. their goal is to teach you so you can go on to right. the next stage. So that's what I'm, I'm right. trying to teach. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people in the industry just want to keep getting money, getting money. I mean, that's great. I'd love to have mm-hmm. X amount coming in every month from mm-hmm. you. But at the same time – I'm I'm a human and I understand that like you don't need me anymore, and right. you can you can you can go fly now. That's cool. That's okay. I'm not mad. You know, if you want to, you've been seeing me four times a week. If you want to jump down to one, one a week now, just get a check in and come hang out, have some fun. That's cool. But like I said, my job is to teach you to be self sufficient exactly. in your exercising, exactly. and that definitely is not the norm. No, no, that is that's not the norm. It, 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 I was reminded of a quote by. Uh, a motivational speaker I used to admire when he was alive. It was uh, he used to say, "There's a reason why the desks in the second grade are so small. You know, you okay. grow, and you're not supposed to stay there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to go. And they, I mean, they can't be dependent on you. Like you know, I mean, they want dependence. A weird word, but at some point in time, you got to take ownership in it on on your own, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm training you for a year, now all your friends and family have to ask why." Have you not got results? Why are you still going? Got it. Because you're my billboard. Yeah. So Amen. if you say you have a trainer and you train with me for a year and you really haven't changed, you're like, well, who do you train with? And you say me, they're probably not going to come see me, but like, <laughs> the whole year. But I mean, I have a lot of clients right now that they're all hitting their, their marks right now. So they're all about 18 to 25 pounds down. Wow. Which is awesome. Um, it's kind of hard for me to, to see it because I see them so often every day. Yeah. But you know they'll they'll take progress pictures and enclose that. Used That's to be very tight. smart. So it's yeah, it's very yeah, rewarding to, to to see that and see it to you know, like I said, once you start to see the change, you start to change your lifestyle, um, eating healthier, trying to be more active on on the days off, mm-hmm. and you know just to see them get this ready. I mean, I got a lot of a lot of clients that are getting ready for a wedding, um, so they're in overdrive right now. Um, two of them, we we we've got them to the point that uh, their, their dress fits the way they want. So they're just trying to maintain now to the day. <laughs> That's but, great, though. I mean, it's just it's just cool to see. You know, like I said, if you see someone every day, you really don't see a change. But you don't see someone for a month. You're like, oh wow, what have you been doing? You right. Know? So that's it's cool. I don't know if we touched on this last time. We may have, but um, what's the hardest thing for a human? Is it the, is it to push the food away, or is it get the or is it the motivation to get up and move? In your estimation. I think the hardest thing is their why. Okay. Is, is, that's, what I, that's what I ask everybody. You know, like, if you come to the gym, you want to lose 20 pounds. And I ask you why. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's your answer going to be? 
Because there's always a reason, right? Yeah, a Even real, a real talk reason. About it. Yeah, there's always a real reason. You gotta get to that. My clothes, my clothes don't fit. Okay, I mean it's surface level, but well, how long haven't your clothes fit? I don't know, a couple years. Okay, so that's not really your why. So I have to find out your why to actually know how I can talk to you and how I can help you and keep reminding you and bringing up the why. Wedding, that's a huge why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going through a divorce. That's a why you want to change your body, change your whole, you know, State, your whole, yeah. your whole image. Right. Um, just losing 20 pounds isn't a why. Everyone would love to lose 10, 20 pounds. They have no real reason, you know, or is it 20 pounds because the doctor said you need to lose 20 pounds or we're going to have to take other measurements. So that's a huge why too, which sure. tells me how dedicated you are. Like I said, cause you're my billboard. So I don't just necessarily take on any client. I have to screen you, and we, we talk through our first session. So you've turned clients down? I have. I have. That's From a business standpoint, you almost have to, right? You have to. I mean, like I said, you're my billboard. And if you're wise, like, I don't know, summer's coming, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, did you not know that summer was coming this year? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's every like, meme on social media, buddy. Yeah, That's it's every like, meme on social media. It's the media. Same, same time every year, so it's like... I mean, yeah, I've, I've had people that want to lose weight for the summer, and, and they're dedicated as well. But you have to have something deeper or, you know, I have you know some clients that are like, no, I'm hard running around with my kids now, and I want to be able to run mm-hmm. around with them, things like that, you know, right. older clients, you know, grandkids and stuff. So that's that's a huge reason. Oh, I want to show them, you know, that I'm doing a healthy life so they Vitality. can try to, try to change their, their lifestyle. So, you know, those clients, uh, I love the train, and it's not – I mean, that's the thing with, with anything, any service – you can go get it, and they'll take your money. Mm-hmm. But how invested are they going to be with you? If every single person that walks in the door, you take, you're just like, yeah, sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. Well, now, that's the stigma of this business, though, yeah. right? Now I don't even know whose name, who's coming, what their goals are, what their limitations are. Right. And it's to me, it just doesn't feel genuine. So, and it's interesting because it all backfires a lot in a kind of a good way because people don't like to be told no and you know i've had a, one person he's like i want to give you money and i said i get that <laughs> but i'm just like you're you're not ready so i i personally think you're not ready mentally to you know in, embark on this journey huh um you know it sounds kind of harsh but you have to get you have to have that conversation with yourself and you know that person came back and said yeah you're right you know i just woke up one day and wanted a trainer and i found you and I wasn't really mentally ready. And, you know, I think a couple of weeks later they came back. Okay. And, and we started. But it's, like I said, and it, it feels, I think it just feels better to people that you're just not trying to get as many people as you can in. All mm-hmm. right, I'm tapped out. No. It has a nice clientele. Uh, a lot of my clientele are referrals, so they're all somewhat friends or Facebook friends and they've seen something. So there's just a nice little community. And that's fine with me. You know, it's not a gym membership, so you're not just right selling memberships, you know. It's got to be a much more rewarding way to do this kind of work, though, because you, you're you able to connect with each client yeah. and, and really understand, like you said, their why. Yeah. So you understand why they're invested. Exactly. So everything's kind of tailored toward the why. Not Towards them, the why. but their why. Yeah. Which you always, like I said, you keep bringing it up. You know, I'm like, oh, remember that that pair of jeans you said? How, they, did they fit yet? Oh yeah, I tried them on last week, and uh, you know they, they're getting there. I'm like, good. You just got to keep bringing it up. 
and bringing it up so they keep getting re-motivated to continue to come and continue the lifestyle outside of the gym as well. Hmm. Now, did you tell me prior that you – did you start out as a trainer in other gyms? I started off um, running r- running the gym, so the whole, right. the whole back end – uh, got it. Um, things I, I knew, but I've always been training. But you also saw what you probably didn't like in that those bigger operations too, correct? Correct. And <clears throat> I mean, it was just a numbers game. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just you don't really care who you sign up. You know, it's like the uh, like the six three one ratio. You should have six appointments a day. Three show up, you close one. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I was good at it, but it just didn't didn't feel right with me because you're just like I said it's a numbers game I need more appointments I need more appointments I need more appointments I need more appointments you just need bodies in there not even in there just paying exactly <laughs> but it's like what are appointments it's like I could I could spend three hours of my day talking to you mm-hmm. which I could have ran three appointments in that time and then you sign up and you're the highest paying client but if I would have rushed that to well alright so, so you guys going to sign up or not like don't rush it. There's no there's a problem. Whenever you're done with one, then I'll move on to the next one when I'm done. So that's what I try to just do that. What I took from, you know, these big gyms to run now, obviously, a small facility and just basically do the complete opposite of it. Got it. Because a lot of people are leaving big gyms. No Not question. even because of COVID, just in, just in general. They're gravitating toward more uh, studio-type places uh, where they feel comfortable, don't really feel judged as much. And, and they know it's that not a, it's not a social setting no, either. No. So much a social setting where I think a lot of the larger gyms are, right? They've oh, always been. Yep. I mean, I fell into that too when, when I used to work out them too. It's social club. You know, I go at 9 a.m. I know I see the same people. We start to talk a little more right. over time. But, I mean, yeah, I have I have clients that, you know, it's, it's social. They want to talk. They get out of the house. But just try to keep them moving, which is good because, like I said, it's just small battles every day. And, like, the first battle was walk through the door. And... Um, you know, I, I look like an intimidating person at first, but once, you know, we're in there, the doors are closed. It's just me and you and people get to more comfortable. You know, a lot of people say, I train with you, but I don't want to look like you. I said, you're not training the way I train right. <laughs> at all. Right. Right. So well, goals are different, right? Exactly. Just trying to break that stereotype is like, just because you look a certain way, doesn't mean I right. going to train you the way that I train. I, right. I train you the complete opposite what what I train. You know, I mixed in how I train. I mix in how I used to train for sports. I mix in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just once you get people to understand that, then it's it's different. It's completely different. Okay, so we got the why. Yeah. So the second reason is, mm-hmm. is it food or is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the food plays a huge part. Um, <clears throat> it, it definitely does. I mean, just to watch your calorie intake, your carb intake takes a it's huge It's hard for part. Americans, though, isn't it? It's hard. Everything's too easy. All the good food is expensive, and all the not good food is not. So if you have $5 in your pocket, you're going to go to McDonald's and get a lot of food rather than spend $8 and get a salad. Right. So sadly, that that's how it is. I mean, obviously, if you buy your food and cooking at home, it's a lot cheaper. But now that's another hour of your day to cook right. meals. And if you have a family at home and, and kids, you know, they're not eating what you're eating. So it is a lot. Um do you, if a client came to you and said, I, you know, can you advise me what to eat? Can you advise me, you know, a meal plan or mm-hmm. something? You know, what shouldn't I be eating? Can you help them in that regard at all? I can advise um, exactly what you said because I'm not a certified dietitian. Yeah. Um, but I can advise, you know, I can just tell you what to 
look for and eat. You know, you can tell me what you normally eat on a day-to-day basis. And I'd be like, well, instead of that, why don't you try sweet potatoes or, you know, just something different. So it's not clear-cut. This is what you should eat every day. Okay. Yeah. Which is a shitty way to live anyways. I mean, yeah. I mean, having it so regimented like so that. Regimented. And- if you're so regimented and you don't take a break, when you crash, you crash. And you go off the rails. Yeah. Because, but there's so much good food. So, but if you're putting in the work, you can indulge yourself in a, you know, a cheat, cheat meal here or there. You have to. Because one, you've been eating clean for so long. And if you do have a cheat meal, we'll say a burger and fries. What's it's going to do? It's going to restart your, um, it's going to kickstart your metabolism again. Because it's not used to having that in your system. Got so it. So it's going to be working on overtime to burn it off and get it out. Okay. And then you can go back to your healthy. And like I said, you, you fed your craving. Mm-hmm. You feel good. And like I said, when you're getting results, you don't want to have that, that burger and fries every day now because you're right. like, I just did this great workout and burned 700 calories. This was 700 calories, so that just canceled out. Yeah, that, that always got me. <laughs> it's like, do I want it? Like, I'll have a bite of it because that's not that much. But, yeah, every day is not good. Like I said, it's, um, you know, treats. Like, even going out to eat, sometimes you go to a fancy restaurant. You don't go to a fancy restaurant every day. Right. But when you do, it's a treat. It's an amazing time. You enjoy time, it more. And you enjoy it, and then you go back to your – you know, your, your normal life, your normal places you eat at or, or how you cook at home. Mm-hmm. But you look forward to, oh, every Friday, uh, the last Friday of the month, we go out to eat. Yeah. You look forward to that day. Yeah. So, Are you um, a proponent of fasting? Do you personally do any fasting in, in your your lifestyle? I do it indirectly. Okay. Do, by guess. not thinking about it? Just by not thinking about it. Yeah, because I only eat when I'm hungry. Um, okay. I did the whole five, six meals a day. I did it, and it just took the fun out of it for me. Yeah, so that used to be a thing, right? It was little, little small oh, meals every five, day, every two to three hours, and I did it. I did it for a while, but now it's like I only eat when I'm hungry. I don't snack, so but when I eat, I actually eat a meal. Like I don't snack. I've never been a snacker in my life. I mean, I have a big uh, jug of peanuts at the gym. I probably haven't even touched it yet. Right, but right, right. No, I'm, I'm more just a, a meal. But I do do intermittent fasting indirectly. Okay, I guess. Like sometimes okay. it's not scheduled. Like, no, sometimes I'm like, wow, I haven't eaten like ten hours, huh? But then it's already ten at night. And I'm like, all right, I'll just go to bed. Right. So then I go like that wow. is discipline, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want to eat, but it's like you know, if you trick your mind into you know food using food as energy, mm-hmm. you know carbs are energy. So let's just say energy is caffeine, right? Mm-hmm. So I am hungry at ten o'clock at night. Do I want a coffee? Do I need no. that energy right now? Yeah. I really don't. Right. So, all right, I might grab, you know, a couple pieces of, I don't know, maybe some peanut butter and some crackers or something, but I'm not going to, like, eat, eat. Right. But in the morning, I definitely eat. Midday, you eat and you get you through. And then, you know, dinner, you know, a little less carbs, but just something something light and you go to bed. We talked a little off camera. When, when I met you, we've talked subsequently you're very pragmatic yeah. and you almost do it i know you blush when i say that because you don't think about it but that's your demeanor um stress has to be uh, something you can actually see when you see someone change their state you know physically change their state and they get on a, a healthier way of living their ability to handle stress really does change doesn't it it, does. it gets better yes. do you see that as a personal trainer do you get a little peek into their world sometimes to see to see that <clears throat> yeah with with the stress aspect and like i said getting your body to a place that you you like to see you're more confident so that stems from everything your job walking down the street you're just 
everything in life has a different perspective now because you are confident before kind of shy don't really want people to see me okay. you know now you're walking straight up and down you're proud to be out you're proud to right. to show your body you know you're not feeling ashamed right so just feeling ashamed brings a lot of stress even mm-hmm. though we just think about body wise but you're, you're stressing everything you know i'll go on an airplane I'll be, oh, i hope this person doesn't sit next to me i'm that person great but now you're just more confident in everything, so it's going to make your whole your whole life just better. Not just necessarily from seeing me, but it's going to stem to outside of your life too as well. And it's going to motivate your friends and family as well because they, they see the change in you. You know, you may be a lot more happier now, mm-hmm. cleaned up your diet a little bit, started to lose weight, and it's just all all around health. You know, it's not just weight loss; it's just feeling comfortable in your own skin, which I don't think anyone feels confident in their or comfortable in their own skin every single day right i mean i don't you have good days you have bad days mm-hmm. but to try to have more good days is, is is what we try to do and then just keep going when i'm overweight the you know personally for me the thing that just drives me crazy is when i feel like i have to force myself into my clothes i would just say that as, as a as a younger person or as an adult when i'm overweight those time frames that i'm overweight that's really a humbling and and kind of um i'll share it's an uncomfortable situation to be in and i'll tell you and and when you shed the weight one of the first things that that i one of the first things i feel is i'm able to breathe i'm able to not literally breathe but i'm literally able to get rid of that stressor it's gone so there's more time to deal with other pressing matters i'm not constantly oh my god i gotta do something about this i can't even put these jeans on right i'm so uncomfortable that you're living that yeah every day and you don't realize the impact that that has on you right so if you get yourself to to a place that you're 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 semi-content you should never be content so i definitely don't mean that but you get to a place where you're trying to maintain basically for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. this is where i want to be not really buying any new clothes, mm-hmm. smaller clothes, bigger clothes. Yeah. I want to maintain. Yeah. And then you have to go, we'll say, to an event, and you got to wear a suit. And you put the suit on, it doesn't fit. Now, you're stressed. I got to go to the store and buy a new suit. But it's like, I'm going to get back down to where I was, so I don't really want to waste money <laughs> on this now because I'm not going to be this size again. So just little stuff like that, it, it weighs. Even no doubt. You, now you're driving. You know, you're irritated about it. You get to the store, you're like, what's the cheapest one? Because I'm not going to be wearing this. I'm only wearing it one time. But you physically can't fit in the one at home that you've been wearing for years. Right. So, right. I mean, it, it all adds up. It's all just little things. and Lifestyle, you know, right? It, it is. back to lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And like I said, get yourself to a place where you like to maintain mm-hmm. for the next 20 to the 30 years and try to be consistent with it. It's just the, this, the, the, the food aspect to me. And maybe the movement is, we haven't talked about that, but maybe movement is just as equally difficult for humans, especially yeah. for how sedentary we've become now. Yeah. But that food thing, every diet pill imaginable has been tried to market to the human. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, everyone wants an easy way out. Yeah. I mean, if there was an easy way out, then one person would control whatever pill it is and charge whatever they want mm-hmm. for it, and you would pay it. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, people come talk to me like, oh, so I can probably lose 20 pounds in a month. Like, no, because think about gyms. If, if that was the case, then gyms would be empty. Why are gyms busy year round? <laughs> exactly right. Year round, because people exactly right. haven't reached their goal yet and they're still coming and coming 
maybe you know every six months right. you see people drop off but if that was the case then why are why is there not just one month membership it's yeah. the only membership we have one month how many pounds do you want to lose 40 that'd be a two-month <laughs> membership so good point it takes time good it takes point. time i mean you can read all you want people said i did all this i mean you can lose 20 pounds in a month mm-hmm. Probably it's not, real healthy, it's not healthy no yeah i mean if you said, hey, Alex, I'll give you X amount of money to lose 20 pounds a month, I can lose 20 pounds in a month. Mm-hmm. But it's not healthy, and you're going to be miserable. And then you're going to binge when you, you get off it. You're going to feel sick, and it's going to come right back. So right. it's like, when does when does the when does the circle stop? You know, when do we keep doing it? It's just like, you know, drinking. You go out, you have fun, you're hungover the next day. I'm never drinking again. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> you don't say. Next weekend comes, you go out, you do it again. It's like, no, right. this is the time. I'm done. So yeah. it's like, when does this cycle stop uh-huh. that we don't keep drinking till we're sick? Right. We only have one or two. Right. So we can still function the next day and still accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, moderation is yeah. a goal for humans, but seldom ever attained. Yes. Do you ever notice that? It is. With, with anything. Yeah. Anything. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the alcohol thing, too, it, it's, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, you know, you wake up hungover, you swear off any other yep. alcohol for the rest Never of your can. life until about 5 or 6 o'clock that evening. Yep. Right? Like, I need, I need one to try to even out. That's how it works, right? I have one to even out. Hair, hair the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. So, um, in regards to movement that's what you do so food is a recommendation but the movement part is the actual physical exercise at all why have we become so sedentary i don't mean covid i mean covid's a whole other examination but i'm talking the, the decade prior to that we just because I'd like to think we're healthier. I think maybe we're, may, are we eating better as a, as a species? I mean, we, we're marketing uh, that we're kind of somewhat doing yeah, that. There's a lot more options. There's a lot more. Okay. Even fast food places are having a lot more options. Healthier, he- healthier options. options. But I mean, honestly, it's probably just technology as a whole. Okay. Um, you, you know, like I said, like. When I grew up, I think cell phones were just coming out. I had one in maybe my junior year or senior year in high school. Right. But everything else, you were you were outside. You were moving. You had to go out if I wanted to, to talk to you. I couldn't just sit on a, a Zoom call and, and, and talk to you. Okay. You know, we, we, would go, we would go do stuff. So technology is amazing, but I think it took away gradually a lot of things. Because you technically don't even have to leave your house now. I know. I can hit a button. I can get groceries. I can hit a button. I can talk to you in China. I can do anything. I can. I don't have to go to the mall anymore. I don't have to walk around the mall. I can hit a button. Everything. Okay. Everything. So. So physical exertion has been. Yeah. Minimized. Minimized. Yep. I mean, not even. And honestly, I think it's sort of the opposite of COVID because I think a lot of people now are stuck at home and they get out to be active now more than they would have, you know, pre-COVID. Mm, They're trying okay. to go on more walks because there's nothing to do. So what can we do? I'll go on a walk, go on a hike. So I think a lot more people are diving back into these things they used to do a lot more. So if they're doing that on the physical side, then mm-hmm. when we do finally, quote, unquote, open again, then folks like yourself are going to probably be inundated. No, I mean, I, I think it will still stay consistent. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, when COVID first happened, you couldn't even get dumbbells. Everything right. was 
out. Right. So now people are learning that they can get the same sort of workouts at home or at a, a private facility. It's like a lot of people I know are, are gravitating towards that now. Mm -hmm. They don't need the gym membership because they right. want to do stuff. They want to be taught on how to do things that they can one do to one. that they can do at home. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Because what are you buying at your house? You're not okay. building a whole gym. You're buying some dumbbells, some bands, a BOSU ball, things like that. Okay. So now you want to know how you can utilize that at home on your off days. So you'd rather pay for a service to learn that mm -hmm. than pay just to be like, here's your tag. Have fun. Well, how do I use? Have fun. Oh, if you want a trainer, you can pay this extra. You know, so it's like. We all want to learn how to do things at home, and that's the style of do training. We? We do we? Are we being forced to do no, this now with COVID? Do you think? We do. I mean, it's COVID just put it more in the spotlight. Okay. That's all. Okay. I mean, if you look at, what, a Peloton, how much they went up and, and how many bikes. It was on back order forever. Yeah. Because people yeah. are like, wow, I need to do something. And like I said, everyone's sedentary now. Everybody. With COVID. I mean, even if you are working, you're not working as much in the office as you are. Right. You're still at right. home, but. Less travel. Less travel. You're not walking to lunch. If you work downtown, you're not doing all these things that you normally do. Right. So you're you're cutting out five to 10,000 steps a day easily that you don't even realize. Got it. At all. Just because you're not parking in the parking garage, walking. You're not naturally work. active. Not actually moving. Yep. So I think a lot more people, like I drive through North Park um, every day to go to the gym and it's, it's packed all the time now. Anytime I drive through there. It just seems like there's so many more people there just active, just walking, just moving. But six months from now, it'll be winter, of course. Let's yeah. say the spring. In this spring, is there still going to be that active? If, if we're kind of, quote, unquote, past this and we're, we're opened up more. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to definitely drop. It's but, like January for yeah. gyms, right? Big. Yep. January is the big month for gyms? New Year's resolution, yep. <laughs> and then right for the holidays. Happened, <clears throat> COVID happened, and then everything went green, and it was like New Year's resolution again. Right. And then it went back to yellow. And then now, you know, like I said, when it goes green again, we're already coming into the tail end of New Year's resolution. Right. And the weather changing, too. Yeah. So with the weather changing, a lot of people are trying to find options inside. I bet. To, to move and stay active. So the if you can, if you have a gym and you can make it through the summer, then then you're doing okay. Because the summer's your slowest months because everyone's outside being active. Right. No one, everyone puts their memberships on hold or their travel and vacations. Kids go back to school in the fall. They start to come back. Weather changes. They can't run outside now. They have to find another option to mm -hmm. to, to stay active. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, the COVID brought a whole new dimension to this too because you see a lot of people doing all kinds of things on social media, uh, filming them them doing different oh, things yeah. at home. Yep. It can be anything. Like you're you're probably dialed in more to those who are working out at home. But but I will say, they're picking up different crafts. Yes, because they have a yes. lot of time that they're not out traveling, doing things at the bar, hanging out. So they're picking up different crafts, things they probably always wanted to do, but now they have the time mm -hmm. to do it. So whatever that craft is, you know, a lot of people are posting on social media. I took up, you know, X Y Z. Right. So it's cool. And hopefully these things. A lot of people are up drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. We come out of this, you're going to have a lot of people that uh, put on 70 pounds. I drank beer every day. That's why I started to <clears> regu <throat> regulate all that. I think what? Right. Before they weren't even selling liquor or something in PA. And then they stopped us from going to Ohio and West yeah. Virginia and things like that. So it's like, it's interesting. I'll share this with you, my friend. Um, 
and since it started a little bit before you were here last time, but I used COVID to get myself straight. I, I have not had any alcohol during this entire thing. I've dropped a bunch of weight, yeah. walking every you, every yeah. day. So thank you. Yeah. I only say that not for the compliment, but I'll take it. Yeah. But but. I get it. I'm in a better state, and everything changes in your life when you get right with that physical part. Exactly. It's amazing how you know. And I've done it prior times in my life, and you know, it's that roller coaster, right? Which I got to stop. Mm-hmm. But boy, life just looks and feels so different. Exactly. You know, like I said, it isn't just the weight; it's the no. it's the chain. The alcohol's gone. <clears throat> Those kind of little things. Yep. It's a whole it's lifestyle. It's a no whole question. <clears throat> lifestyle, and it's not just like, oh, this is just a, I'm a healthy, healthy person no it's just the balance right but when you are working out you're releasing more endorphins you're generally more happy mm-hmm. and that transitions into every other avenue in your life and i would think for you that'd be such a rewarding thing i mean i would never know if you're happy or not because you are just so stoic <laughs> and even killed but i would think that personally sat personal satisfaction for you has to be high when you see clients when you find out you build that rapport and you find out that why for them yeah. and then like six months eight months a year later they're there man they're there. and they're, they're coming to you okay let me take it to the next level or show me how i can maintain this yeah, it has to like, be rewarding it has to be it's so rewarding it's like uh graduation day it's like i loved i loved having you in the class i don't want to see you go but i know you gotta you gotta move on but you know when you do move on when you want to take it to the next level you know what i'm gonna be your teacher too Right. So now we're at a different, we're in a different class. Does that happen with people too? Like they, you know, guy comes in and says, I need to lose these 70 pounds, but he enjoys the, the part of it, which is weight training that they got him there. The part of it. And all of a sudden he really likes it. Does he come to you and say, okay, you know what? Let me take, let me take this weight training thing. Now that I'm in better shape and better, better, um, my core is stronger and my endurance is better. Can we take it to the next level? Do you have those clients? I do. Because, like I said, you want to lose 70 pounds, it's all about movement. So the workouts are completely different than you coming to me semi the way you want to look and want to do, you know, strength training. Okay. So you know how the workouts were now. Uh, back then, like I said, a lot of movement. So now we're more focused on, um, I guess, sculpting however you want. You want to focus on, on your upper body a lot, your back, things like that. So now the workout is more tailored mm-hmm. to just physical lifting. Okay. You know, not so much just functional um, training now. So we're we're diving a little deeper. I mean, we still do the cardio aspect as well, just because we're so used to it now. Sure. But the cardio aspect is harder. Everything's harder now. You know, weights are heavier. Things. <laughs> everything just builds off of the foundation that we started. You know, on day one when you came to train with me. Right. Like, remember when this was hard? Now we have a twenty pound ball and we're doing it. So everything builds on that. Okay. Okay. You are an extremely positive person, um, and your social media platform, which is where you and I initially connected, was uh, the size and scope of your social media platform, but more importantly, the content. Mm-hmm. You're very content-centric, and you're very – I wouldn't say you're content-driven. I think you're you're more about extremely quality content yes. at the forefront of everything that you do. But the basis of it is positivity. We talked a little bit last time you were here about how the social media thing just kind of evolved for you. But at what point during that journey on social media did you realize that, hey, I'm comfortable lifting other people up or I'm comfortable putting a positive message out there because I'm not seeing it really many other places? Like, Do you remember when that was? Was that more of a recent phenomenon for you or was that back like in 2012? Was it all the way back then? No, it's always been 
been been you know the, at the forefront just in, in everyday life. Okay, I mean, there's just so much negativity in the world, and you could continue to put it out there, but M- most do. But why? Because you know, if I put something out there, um, I say something, and then maybe you give me a you send me a message, and you explain to me a situation that you've been trying to get through, and those words gave you a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why I do it. Because right. Yeah, explain that. It could get one like, but that one like, it's helping someone to change their life. Right. So it's it's all about just the quality and being honest and genuine because a lot of people post just to post. Right. You know, so I post about whatever comes to me that I feel like posting. So some of it is about positivity. The majority of it's about positivity. You know, I talk a lot about uh, mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, depression, things like that. A lot of topics that a lot of people aren't going to post about. Absolutely. On how they, on um, <clears throat> you know, they focus on how they're perceived. But like I said, a lot of people struggle with a lot of these things, addictions, you know, to, to anything. So a lot of people struggle with these things. So why don't you just bring it to the forefront and open a conversation in the comments with people and, and, and other people that you can continue to, to help you know whether they're in Pittsburgh or they're all over the world that's the power of social media it takes Mm -hmm. two seconds for me to respond to a comment and give you some praise and that could make your day so I like just being someone that's in the light I never understood why a lot of people don't take the time because it doesn't cost me anything to respond to every single comment Mm -hmm. it doesn't cost me at all we'll say maybe five minutes let's say great I mean what else are you doing anyways in that time you're still on there But you're also showing people that you're real, showing people that you actually read and took what they said and responding to something, um, you know, just responding to to them personally, Mm -hmm. you know, not just like a thank you, you know, but actually diving them. Thank you. uh, You know, I've been dealing with that, too. It gets easier. So everyone needs encouragement and we all go to different avenues to find it. So I just continue to put it out there and if it finds people, it finds people. But Everything I put out there, I think, finds the right person at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, a lot, just because I posted something doesn't mean it was for you. Right. I don't know who it was for, but <laughs> it was. It came to me, and, you know, whoever it was for, they got it. Whether they reached out or not, you know, I know someone got it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I know someone got it, so that's why they're still following, they're, they're sharing, they're, you know, just trying to spread spread the positivity. I would have to think it would be beneficial to you too, because if you're engaged in that much, you're also in, you're also ingesting all that exactly. as well. There's a reminder yep. to where your state already is at, but just to keep it there. Yes, yeah, it's a constant reminder for me. So a lot of it is is posting for personal, you know, just to to, to keep that the, the thought process rolling with the positivity and just encouragement, because mm-hmm. that's what you know, just being mentally strong is is very hard to do. So to ingest as much as you can to keep that focus is always welcome. Like I follow accounts that inspire people too. So or inspire <clears throat> inspire me as well. So it's all about where the avenue you did finding it. You know, finding mm-hmm. that place and just sitting down, constantly taking it in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's uh like all my pages are um public. So anyone can see it at any time. You don't have to follow me to see it. Right. Because I'm trying to just share a message. So I want everyone to be available for everybody. Right. Whether you have the social media or not, you can Google and you can go see you know, the physical page and, and go from right. there. So. 
the other thing too is that you are unabashedly a loving and a very um, boastful father, yeah. which I admire. To, and you've incorporated that as part of your message. And it seems like during COVID, you must be thinking about that a lot too, because the, that message is even stronger now. Yeah. Am I am I on to something? Am I reading that right? Yeah, I mean, it's just trying to find stuff to to do with the kids that you know isn't at home. Right. So, I mean, we started hiking and mm-hmm. just being outdoors a lot, which she loves to do in general. Right. Um, right. Actually, uh, we went to the batting cages uh, past weekend, so that was her first time there. Oh yeah, I didn't really think she'd like it, but she wanted to try it. And um, I mean, the slowest pitch is thirty miles an hour. But she stood in there. She she hit a couple, so it was a good feeling for her, and she had a great time. And good for her. I mean, there's just, I mean, obviously, mini golfing. There's just not a lot of options. So you got to be yeah. creative. Yeah. On on just what to do, just to get them out of the house for a little bit and have some fun. You mm-hmm. know, not just the gym, which she loves to be there too. But right. You know, just just something different. Yeah, and I think that to build on that point is that that's got to be. And I, my children aren't that age, so they're not that young, but. For those who have younger children, it's got to be a challenge in yeah. COVID. It's got to be a challenge, and and I worry a little bit about what they're how they're perceiving the world too at this point. Exactly to try to keep their summer somewhat normal, right? You know, was the hardest I the bet. hardest thing. Um, there's not really any play dates. You know, there's a couple here or there, but for the most part, you know, they're at home. So to try to keep them engaged and actually make them feel like they have a summer mm-hmm. is what was you know the, the hardest hardest concept but mm-hmm. i mean she went to um she went to a summer camp so at least she got to be out of the house from like nine to four got it and have some fun have some interaction because that's what's more important at that age they're still developing sure so they need the interaction still um but it was you know just trying to find new stuff to do and there's a lot to do we just have to open open ourselves up to absolutely really. right so you're making sure that fitness and eating right and all that stuff is like an important part of her life young, right? Yes. Which not all kids get that opportunity. Yeah. yeah I mean, I still let her, you know, eat the things that, oh, kids, sure. that kids eat that I used to, but she sees me eating. Um, you know, I eat a lot of fish, so she likes fish now. I right. think she just likes it because I make it and I eat it. But no, she'll eat it. But if somebody else will make it, she's like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, that's kind of kind of funny to see. You know, she, she is a kid. You know, that's not how my dad makes it. I don't, I'm not going to eat it. But no, she she's definitely will try. Uh, she'll try anything, and you know, she'll tell you if she doesn't like it. But she'll try anything. So I'm trying to teach her to try. I don't like the yeah. way it looks. I'm like, we didn't try it though. Yeah. But you, we know as parents, like, I know you will like this. Right. I don't like the way it looks, but, but it's like chocolate or something. But I don't like the way it looks. Like, I know you like it. And then they they'd like it, so it's just just keeping them open. To be honest with you, and then like I said, I'm all up for her making her own decisions on mm-hmm. on what. But like I said, the the way you are brought up you, that rubs off on you indirectly, whether you want to be combative about it at the time. But it it does. So like I said, you're you're free to make your own options. If you don't like salad, then you don't like salad. Right. You know, it's not right. like no, you have to have a salad every meal. Right. So it's like meet me halfway. One meal, you have a salad, fine. Mm-hmm. And then that's that. You know, and it just becomes a staple you know, in their life that they hopefully continue to, to grow on and, and with the rest of their life. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's, it really adds another dimension to your, your online presence. Yeah. A really good dimension too, good, which, which is already a very, very good, good, uh, a good viewpoint, but it definitely adds. And I guess the, the theme for me would be that it shows 
how important it is to, especially especially during COVID, to pay attention to your kids. I don't mean pay attention like you see them and you do the remedial things, but you yeah. know your mind's frazzled because there's a virus out there. What are they ingesting? What are they dealing with right now? Exactly. You don't want them to basically live in fear. Right. So you have to show that the world is semi-normal now. We can go do stuff. You know, if you go to the park, you don't have to wear masks, things like that, mm-hmm. just to keep that fear as low as possible. Is she more curious than fearful in the beginning with all the restrictions and all, do you think? I mean, not really. I mean, she doesn't like to wear a mask, but she's used to it now because she's just gotten the habit of it. But, I mean, before she didn't understand. Yeah. And it was hard to get, like, kids' masks when it it first started that would actually fit the right way. So, But now she has a bunch of them um, that fit the right way. And, you know, she knows. I mean, to tell her to put it on, I put on mine. Get out the car, she automatically puts on hers. Mm -hmm. So it's just being, like I said, I mean, the biggest thing with COVID is just, like, people need to keep, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy to say this, but, like, what, everything was out, like, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, all these things were sold out. And it's, like, what were you guys doing before? I don't So, know. it's, like... <laughs> I was one of those looking for toilet yeah, paper. I'm just, like, like... Okay. I mean, yeah. Now, during COVID, we wash our hands a little more. You know, we, we use sanitizer a little more than we normally would. Right. But it's, like, what were you doing before that you right. didn't have these things in general? And having a gym, obviously I have, mm-hmm. I've been had a mm-hmm. lot of cleaning supplies in general. So to me, I was like, oh, I all this stuff's out. I, I got to get it for my gym in general. Yeah. But now, you know, it's slowed down a little bit, but it's just like, what were you doing before this? Right. You know, you didn't have these things. It's a little scary. It is. Yeah. And you sit and really ponder that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm washing my hands at like a ridiculous amount of times per day. We all are doing yeah. that, hopefully. Yeah. But I really was taken back by... It, it, it almost the fact that they, you have to be reminded yeah. to wash your hands, especially in restaurants, which always freaked me out. And the, the oh, restaurant yeah. would always say, "We employer employees must wash their hands." And I used to look at that for decades. I'd look at signs like that, like, "Who is washing their hands?" I mean, yeah, so there's, there was one person. That's why there's a sign now. I guess so. so I yeah. guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, you know, it's just the personal hygiene things really striking that that wasn't the forefront. Anyways. Anyways, just, I mean, I guess that was my biggest shock too. It's just like, what were you doing before? So. We can't be that dirty as a population, right? No. I mean, I, mean I, I, don't I don't know. I'm yeah, starting no. to really, I'm starting to really wonder now. I mean, before I try not to touch doors as much as I yeah. could. Like if I go to the gas station, try to kick it open and yeah, everything. I just bef- stuff before too. COVID. Yeah. yeah. But now it's just a little worse. You know, I always have it in my car. So as soon as I open the door, spray it before I, you know, touch my steering wheel and. Yeah, and get going. But we're just a little. We're doing the same things we used to do, but we never used to put hand sanitizer on after we came out the store yeah. to go in our car. Just right. a little. I mean, gas station. Right. Uh, sometimes I did. Right. But like the normal life, we wouldn't. So now we're just more aware, and we're doing it more. But for some people, there, it's a, this is He's introducing new. Yeah. <laughs> so and those are the people that are are doing it overboard. Yeah. That bought all the stuff. Yeah. Because they're running through it. So. I mean, it's just like you said, it's just being aware and that's all. I mean, like I said, you don't have to leave your house if you don't want to. Right. You don't have to. Right. At all. You can leave once a month to go to the grocery store. If you really want to, or you can have a family or friend do it. So you don't have to leave if you don't want to. Right. Which is why I don't agree with all these, the rules for the state, because I feel like, you know, if like the restaurants and things like that, the 25% capacity, I feel like it should be every restaurant should get to choose what percent they're at 
and then they should put all these restaurants on you know the PA website and then you can print off a waiver and you can sign it online so now your name's on this thing so you can go to any of these That's restaurants a good idea so it's your choice whether you want to go to the restaurant or not okay but now these restaurants and everything is just losing like 25% capacity i don't know how they're doing it i mean i know some restaurants it's a big place but their capacity at 25% is only 30 40 people so how are you surviving i mean takeout is is a lot higher but still like a lot of these places are closing down and i just feel like they should be able to say mm-hmm. we're fully open we're 100% but before you come into our restaurant you have to go on the state website you have to sign this waiver which is just basically the covid covid one and right. that you abide by right you know the um procedures you can still do the six feet and, and stuff like that yeah. but you can take precautions in there all the precautions but you any agree, restaurant owner yeah. will do that to be open exactly. to capacity but i think it's your choice if you're a restaurant owner that's tentative and you don't want to you only want to be at 40 percent, then you have the option to do that good point so because like i said it's the same thing with with smoking and drinking it mm-hmm. says on the label may cause xyz mm-hmm. but you choose to take it right so it's your choice whether you take it or not so i think it should be the same thing now obviously the same precautions with, that are in place but mm-hmm. they should have the ability to say we're open 100 percent. you know you can you come in they have you know all of them have computers now what's your name first last name all right yeah you did the waiver or if not hey go to the website do it real quick we'll sit you in five minutes once you do the waiver, I like you're, it. you're done one time. I like it. Because every restaurant that opts into this program, you just sign the waiver one time. And you can go to whatever, Applebee's. You Most can go people to are sign Bar. that waiver exactly. if it's available. You just sign it one time, just basically stating that, you know, if you do contract COVID, you can't come back right. on us, X, Y, Z. But then it also helps keep it um, in line, too, because if these people on this waiver do get COVID, that you can – one semi trace it mm-hmm. and then you can also notify because right. you're basically checking in now to every right. restaurant everywhere you yeah. go so now there's a footprint of where you could have got it and it's a less intrusive i think that would go over better with the public as opposed to having something embedded on their phone or whatever it's yeah. freaking people out it's just an it's an option we right. like to have right. options yes we do so if there's no option yes we do and then even like just bar bar restaurants even though they're at 25% capacity, they're losing so much from the people that would just go sit at the bar mm-hmm. and maybe snack here or there. Now you, those people aren't even coming. Right. Because they have to sit at the table. Right. So that's a whole... It's a whole other discussion. Right there. Yeah. Those, yeah your, your, regular, your regulars, they're not coming and sitting in a booth when they just normally come, so right. have two or three beers after work, quick bite, and they leave. So, so right. they're all cut off. And, you know, I feel bad for, you know, everyone that's in that industry just because it's... It doesn't make sense, and now you have to serve food. And a lot of places are, you know, breweries, things like that. They don't serve food, right? So now, how are they trying to? Yeah, we can be open if we serve food. Well, you know, it's funny too. There's a couple of restaurants that um, that I'm aware of. One of them is a good friend of mine that he basically told me, and I'm guessing the other restaurants restaurants are doing it for the same reason. Yeah. He told me, he goes, this doesn't work at 25 percent for me. I can make more money, or I can I can survive. Yeah. By having takeout only, but if you're telling me that I have to buy now as if I'm open, and mm-hmm. then bring my extra staff in, which they're barely eating, if I'm only open at 25 percent, then I'm not making enough to eat. Well, that doesn't make sense too, because the 25 percent is including the staff. I know it's including the employees, but the building occupancy 
Oh, it it wasn't thought it's the through. Com- it's the complete opposite. It wasn't thought through at all. So and, and that, that goes back on a whole, and I, I won't take it down a rabbit hole. But I mean, that we didn't have a plan for no, any of this. There was nothing in place, and we haven't seen much leadership from any no. direction. I mean, yeah. I, w- I would hate to be in that decision because there's no. I, I hate to say it, but there's no right or wrong. If I say That's this exactly is it, right. I'm not. Every some people are starting to be mad. Some people like these little places. They'd be like, oh, I can't do that. Or the big place, like, yeah, we can be open. Yeah. You know, like I ate at um, maybe a month ago. I ate at uh, Texas Day Brazil, and they're at the twenty five percent capacity, but they're still cooking so much meat because they have to have it come out. That's all the, time. the problem. And it's like that's the problem. You know, I mean, you had to make a reservation and, and, and all that, but still, you know, you can't really gauge because one table could just come for a half hour, eat a little bit. Other could be there for two, three hours. Right. But now they're trying to push you out so they can keep getting more tables in, mm-hmm. and it sounds, it sounds kind of normal when you go up like, oh, there's an hour wait. I'm like, yeah, this place is booming. I'm like, I'll never know. They're 25%. That's why there's an hour, 25%. hour, hour wait. Wow. You know, so, I mean, it's. What's your thoughts on high school athletics? You know, the I guess the W yeah, the, the no. PIAA has decided to go ahead and do it. The, yeah. the administration for the state is, has kind of frowned upon it. They haven't said no, but they've frowned upon it. Mm-hmm. I think they frowned upon it because now they're, they're in a great position from a political standpoint because they can say, well, you know, it, it worked. Okay, congratulations. Or if it didn't work, we told you so. Yeah. You know. Well, here's the thing. If you talk about sports, so the kids are allowed to go to school. Some of them. So what's the difference? I don't know. Good question. What's the difference? Good if, question. If I'm allowed to go to school, but we can't play sports, so then why am I going to school then? I shouldn't be allowed to go to school. It should be all online. If that's mm-hmm. truly where we're at. Um, you know, I agree some sports are like, you know, wrestling, things like that. You're, you know, on top of each other. It's a little different. Football. You know, you basically have a mask on. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. close. Basketball, yeah, you're close. But if you're allowed to go to school, and I can sit in the classroom, but right. I can't stay after school and practice with not as many people yeah. as I've been in contact with in the whole day of school, that doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I And I, I don't spend any of my time, and I really have made it a point not to spend any of my free time sitting pondering oh, this. I, I mean, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. You could talk about yeah. it all day. All yeah, these it's, not, it just, it's, no, it's not productive. It's not personally no. productive to do no. it. You know, my viewpoint is, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to agree with this, this is, the, this is my business, this is my life, this is the environment that I'm in. To function the way I want to function and get to my goals, I have to do certain things. I do them. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else is... I mean, yeah. it's an interesting topic. It. It's interesting topics, you know, interesting debates. I mean, like the NBA, I think they're doing it well. Uh-huh. They have a bubble. Yep. It's controlled. Mm-hmm. Now they're Baseball talking about... Baseball would have been advised to do it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, they're talking about the NFL. And I was talking about it with a couple of friends yesterday, and I was like, they can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, I mean, one, there's not a place that's already set up that has a bunch of fields. Not all together like not that. Not all together like that. Um, and and it'd have to be a, um, a uh, arena. An indoor facility, which I indoor. think there's only four. Yeah, there's only a couple left. Yeah. So, okay, if you did it in Arizona or um, Indianapolis, great. Now, you bring all the teams there. Where are they all going to stay? Where are they all going to practice? Staffs. Where are they all going to practice? Right. Disney just happened to have for AAU basketball, you know, this it made already sense. complex that yeah. they can just lock that down. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Because it was built for. What's your thoughts on baseball? So if and we, baseball, if, yeah, the same you think, thing. You don't think baseball could have figured okay, that yeah, out? Yeah. 
they could have went to Florida or Arizona to spring training facilities because because the, the they, they could have played in the high school. Yeah, they could have played in the high school because there's no fans. Or like the colleges, and even just if you think about it, like basketball and baseball, there's not that much equipment. Right. Football, you're bringing a lot more things. And more people. And Their more people, traveling yeah. staff is much, much more. Exactly. Yeah, baseball, basketball. I need a ball on a court and the jerseys and the shoes. Right. Like, you're not bringing that much that much in there. Baseball would have been better off to do two hubs, I think, as yeah. well. They could have done that. You could do it, and then you have, like I said, I don't know, we'll just say two planes. We get on. We get off. We go directly to the thing. We're not in contact with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to do it. I mean, yeah, and just for this year, because you know yeah. the trends are that we're going to be next year's going to look a lot different. Yeah. But but I, I don't. It, I think it's the travel that puts these players and organizations at the highest risk, right? Yeah, at this travel. point in time. Yeah, but it's. Like I said it's interesting. I mean, what the one guy I forget his name. What basketball team or was it football? A football player tried to try to sneak a girl into the yeah. hotel, <laughs> and then he got released. And I yeah. was like, "Wow, man!" Like, it's pretty heavy end. Well, a lot of people were very upset because it's like you don't take this seriously. You're, you know, we're all we haven't left this area yeah. in a month, so now you're yeah, bringing there's it an outside. Fa- there's a fairness part about yeah. that, right? I get it. So mm-hmm. it's like, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, you're you're getting paid a good amount of money. So wherever you want me to be for a month, two, three months. And I'm going to go back to my normal life in my house and do everything that I used to do. So it's not that bad. And you're, like I said, it's your job. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, any job. Right. You know, it's a it's a rule. You broke it. Consequences. We're going to have to let you go. Yeah. You know, when you signed up, you, we told you, you know, there's no XYZ allowed here. And you brought it in and we have to let you go. He'll play again. Yeah. I mean, it, the, skills, the skill set is so fine. I'm sure he's right? not the only one. He's just yeah, one of the ones that got caught. caught. <laughs> <laughs> that's all but I mean yeah I mean it's like the sports element it's just interesting and what I think is interesting is I couldn't imagine playing with no fans like do you cool. take it as serious or that's my that is my disinterest in baseball and I'm a yeah. huge baseball fan huge baseball fan but I have had trouble during this because I follow Oakland that's my okay. the team I follow and yeah. Yeah, you know, watch the games online. Every used to watch them religiously every night. Oh. West Coast games, ten o'clock at night, right? But I saw some walk-off home runs, a grand slam, and I just saw the enthusiasm of the mm. from the teammates. Yeah. And as a fan, What's that hard? must register with my sensibilities as a fan yeah. that something's wrong. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I know they're blasting music and trying to make it feel like, but still, it's like. You know, part of the game is like looking in the stands, doing X, Y, Z, throwing a ball to a kid, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, especially it's just like I think especially baseball and football. Yeah, basketball, the, the fans are on top of you, but I somehow don't think they have the same. In now college basketball is different because they get nuts there. Yeah, but baseball and football are hard. Like hockey, the fans are, I don't know, yeah, not as part of it. Yeah, yep, generally. So it's interesting. It's like, how'd your season do? I'm like, last season doesn't really count. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I watched the basketball. I've been watching the playoffs. I mean, they're yeah. going hard. Oh yeah, well, I think they're know, going hard. They're going hard. I just, I think they're the most competitive yeah. out of the. I just three don't know how right I could now. switch that. To like, oh, this isn't like a scrimmage. This isn't just like ex- exhibition game. Like, oh, this it is- has to be so flipping really quiet in there. Yeah. And the moments between the piped-in noise. Like, I wonder what it really sounds like on that baseball 
diamond for those for those players. Well, like, I think they still have the announcers are doing it just like there's people there. You know? The announcers aren't even at the game. You know that? Well, they're they're still announcing it though. Yeah, like, I think they're, they're trying to studio. make it as real as it is. Oh yeah, to oh, the to the players. And there's the, the public addressing absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So. But I mean, what's really interesting is because I haven't ha- heard any player comment on this yet. I'm sure probably some have. With that piped-in crowd noise, I wonder what that really sounds like down on that playing surface. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like a lot of you know they, they've said they like it. Okay, they like the bubble, but I mean that's the only sport that I've really heard about that's you know baseball yeah. is doing anything. But it's just like yeah. you see the stands; they got the fake pictures, or the people can go online and have their face on a on a seat and things like that. Yeah, the, the, I give them credit for the cutouts. I thought it was corny yeah. in the beginning. I think it actually started in Oakland, but yeah. it, I, I think it was corny, but. It was a marketing. It was, yeah, I thought it was, it was funny. slick marketing yeah, I it was too, because they were. I'm sure they were paying to put your cardboard cutout there, right? Yeah, I think what a. I think a Kutch. I mean, try to give a ball away. Try to give a ball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, but um, I mean, yeah, there's. It's just an interesting time. Everything's changing, and well, hockey and NBA did. They made the optics look really cool. The, the NBA has the big screen, and then they tarped yeah. all the. Tarps look pretty cool. I mean, I don't it think is. that looks bad. No, I think it looks nice. It's better than seeing a bunch of NBC. You can't like do that in baseball. Yeah, it looks like a real games. game. It looks like a real game. It does. The, uh, the basketball-wise. But, I mean, it's just strange. So, it's like, oh, I don't know if I could just turn that on and not think this is just an exhibition. You know, this is the first game of the season. We're just trying to. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if you're in the moment, yeah, because you're playing against the other team. They have the other jersey on. You know it's right. real. But. At the same time, I, I think so. I think more so in basketball and hockey, based on the pace. But for baseball, because there's such a slow stop-start, slow. That's that can't be. I don't know if it's just as easy there to buy into the whole thing yeah. as with the other two. Oh, you're looking around the stadium. You're just like, oh, no one's here. That's how it looks. Uh-huh. That's how it looks empty when I'm playing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. during batting practice or during the week when I'm practicing, there's nobody here. Yeah, there's no these interviews. There's no. Uh, a bunch of kids on the field. You're talking to them that came down from different school programs, things like right. that. There's no media right. really, it's especially like, the walk-off homers, man. Yeah. The walk-off or walk-off hits in general, because they, you know, that became a celebratory thing the last decade or so. Because yeah. decades prior, the whole celebration thing. And when I was a kid, the Pirates, like Willie Stargell, would hit a walk-off home run, and he circled the base. They'd come out of the dugout, shake his hand, and they'd all kind of just trot back in. Yeah. It wasn't so exuberant as it is today, but I, I miss that. You know, I missed it as a fan, seeing the players excited about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Does it make any sense? It does, yeah. I mean, I see it a lot in the basketball. Yeah. I see a lot in the basketball. I haven't seen it really in baseball. They're just sort of... Who well, wants the emotions? Some, of, the some of them are trying to make the best out of the, the situation and, and have fun with it, but I think they're just going through the motions. What's football going to look like, professional football, do you think? <sighs> I think it's going to probably look the worst, to be honest with you. Meaning... Just like without the fans, the noise, like they, they they feed off of all that. I mean, all sports do, but when I played football, you feed off that a lot. Okay. You know, fourth fourth and goal, you know, the whole stadium's erupting. Now it's fourth and goal. What, do they turn the music up or like, you know, so. <laughs> Good point. You know, it's Good different. Point. Same thing Good with basketball, point. foul shot to win the game. Right. You know, what do you, how do you simulate 40, 50,000 people yelling yeah. at you to miss it yeah. when no one's here. So That's very interesting. Just that aspect. But, I mean, the competitiveness, obviously, I think is still going to be there. Like, 
I'm a casual hockey fan, but and only by television. I rarely go to a game. Yeah. But I think that's the one sport that has been f- affected the least. Oh yeah, by not having so. fans there. Yeah, you know, because the only time the fans really go nuts is if it's like the last round of the playoffs and it's a bang on the glass and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but that's a rarity though. That's yeah. such a rarity. They don't play a big factor. No, As a matter of fact, they sit on their hands for most of the game, anyways. Yep. Yeah, I never thought about it. yeah that. I mean, there's like all those sports, like uh, hockey. I mean, I, I saw some volleyball. You know, mm-hmm. look kind of normal. They had uh, the tarps up, but everything else, it's just it's very golf. I don't watch a lot of golf, but watching it on the news, it looks a little weird with no gallery. Oh, that's true. I never thought yeah, about there's that. There's no gallery there, yeah. so that's a, it looks a little strange. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, like I said, golf is probably the easiest one because it's normally quiet. Yeah, good point. You're by yourself. You're in the zone, and you're probably gonna play a lot better because it's so much more peaceful. Right. So, right. You know. If you paid attention to any degree of what the what Europe's doing with soccer, because that's like a whole that's a religion over there, and there's got to be all these massive soccer stadiums. And I I just haven't it hasn't been oh, on my radar. I haven't radar. seen that much. I mean, they're they're playing though, right? I'm pretty sure they're playing. I don't know. That English yeah. league's a big one, you know. Yeah. And then then they have the league where it's country versus country. That's yeah. huge. I, mean, I can't. They pack a hundred thousand people in some of those yeah. stadiums. It's. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you can't even do every other chair or every two chairs. You know, you can't. I heard they were trying to do that with the NFL. You know, the just, first couple of games is going to be that way, right? Only season ticket holders. Okay. The family can come. Okay. But they have to be spaced when they, they see. space them out. I think they're not selling concessions, stuff like that. Like, they're trying to do something so people aren't that. Commingling. Yeah. I mean, which I don't really think you can do, you know. So, the, the last lap. Last I heard was they were not going to have um, fans for the first two home games. Did right. you hear that? Yeah. I mean, that's like sounds a little trial, you know, see how it goes. But I mean, you need the fans. Mm. The cities need the fans. The restaurants, the uh, the vendors mm-hmm. down there that most of their income is during the se- pirate season, right? Uh, Steeler season. Right. Most of those venues, those little you know corner stores, that's where they make all their money. And you take that away. Exactly right. And then you take away and then you take away seventy five percent as well. Yeah. I mean, they probably wouldn't care if they stayed closed, but they would be open during the season if they had fans and they could probably survive. Right. On that alone. Right. So right. I mean it's 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 an unfortunate time, but you know, I just don't see any way that it could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. And I don't see I mean we can all say should have did this, should have did that. I don't see a clear cut way to do it you know it's a virus right. and you can't control a virus you're absolutely right that and that's probably the most wise thing anyone's told me in a while but you, we could not have prevented this yeah. from, from happening it didn't originate here yeah. and even it's hard to even come down on wherever they they identify possibly where it came from because yeah. it's a virus it's a virus yeah. Where I'm disappointed as a citizen is that we're one of the, we are the most technically advanced country in the world. We do all these crazy, amazing things, yeah. and we didn't have a plan for okay. this kind of eventuality to happen. Just any sort of deadly disease, there has to be a plan in place. What happens if whatever comes back? You know, whatever smallpox or whatever. Yeah, what if, what if it comes back? What are we gonna do? Well, it's not coming back. We're not gonna worry about that. So it's life's like, too good. We're enjoying the yeah, moment right now. Have a plan. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it can be a very vague plan, but it's still something. If this happens, this is what we start to do. We impl- we start to implement yeah. this. You know what really was exposed to for me was that in that whole plan thing, whether it's a 
plague or whether it's anything else, any kind of emergency that would happen, we don't have really clear lines of communication or delineation on who takes charge of what between the federal government and the state. That that yeah. That's kind of freaking me out. Not in a political way, just an observational way mm-hmm. that there's just no one taking charge. They're just blaming each other for not okay. taking charge. Yep. Does that make any sense? We should all be under the same umbrella when something like national emergency. a national emergency happens. Yeah. Every state, these are the rules. Yeah, and the states that. are responsible for this, and federal government is responsible for this in every state. Yes, in the case of the natural... Yeah, it makes, um, it makes sense. Yeah. And, that, and it's not a political statement. That That's a survival statement, for yeah. God's sake. We're all under the same umbrella. Yeah. You know, so... My friend, this was great. I can't thank you enough. Just please keep the positivity because you're an inspiration. We'll do. I appreciate it. And, and, and I appreciate the friendship as well, too. I love coming here. Yeah. You're, you're going to come back many more times, too. I will. Maybe in some group panel settings I'm going to throw at you. That'll be fun as well. All right. Definitely. All right. Friends, we are out. I'll see you.